And all of a sudden this business that they love to do, that they were trying to do um, to, you know, have more flexibility and control over their time, all of a sudden the business is taking over their life and their, um, and their families and their spouses are not happy. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth. I'm Elle Martinez. According to a report from the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, around 27 million working age Americans began or are running a business. And you may be one of them. I remember when I started freelancing, it was a supplemental income. Eventually, though, it transitioned into my main work, and I knew I needed to step it up and run it like a business. So I took care of the paperwork and started educating myself. I'm not sure how things will turn out, but I love this idea of having something I could pass down to our kids. It's not perfect. There are days where those deadlines get tight, but I enjoy doing the work I'm doing and having some time with my family. I know a few couples had started businesses or side hustles basically as their extra income stream, and it was meant to help pay off their debt faster or save up for their dreams. And those are great goals and reasons too. Maybe that's something you're thinking about right now, launching a business. Whether you have a business or preparing to start one, you know it takes quite a bit of work to get things rolling. Not only do you have to work on the front end, so to speak, producing the product or service you're selling, but you have to be smart about the back end stuff. One key component being finances. Quite simply, getting the money squared away makes sure you're actually running a business and not paying for an expensive hobby. I shared a bit of my story in past episodes, which I hope gives you a glimpse of what to expect. However, it's limited to my own business, which may be different from yours. I do know someone who has the breadth and depth of skills that can show you the ropes. Today, small business coach and author Sylvia Moinks is on the show to share her knowledge. We're going to discuss the biggest mistakes small business owners make and how to avoid them, creating a system to make tax time much easier, yes, it is possible, and a tool to cut down on the back and forth of emails. I hope you enjoyed this interview. from a very corporate background, you have the experience, and then to help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs with their business, that's in a way that's drastic. You go from a big behemoth where there's layers and layers, and then you have someone who many times tries to do it all. So what motivated Mm -hmm. you to do that, to make that switch? So I came from a corporate background. I always knew I wanted to do finances. Like I loved just the money aspect. And I ended up working in corporate IT consulting, working in financial services. So I got the IT background working on finances. But really, I just I started seeing that I wasn't passionate. Like I, I saw, okay, here's we're doing these big implementations and we're going to help these companies, you know, increase their stock price or um, helping them get to market. 
So then I also, my family background, my father was actually an entrepreneur and worked, had a corporate job as well. And so I saw the entrepreneur side of things and I always wanted to start my own business and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So when I actually took time off from the corporate world, I actually stayed home to raise a family because I was traveling about, you know, 24 seven with consulting and my husband was too. So when we decided to start a family, I was the one that got off the road. And I, I decided the stay-at-home mom thing was not for me and wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. And I decided to look into financial coaching. I wasn't really sure what it looked like, but I took a financial coaching course and decided that this was this was my passion. Like I was able to help people who were great at what they did, and but they weren't good at the money side of things. Like maybe they didn't grow up in families that talked about money. So I saw people having to close down their business because they just didn't have the good money management skills. Kind of the crux for me starting my business, it was, you know, me seeing people who were making, you know, a lot of money, like 100000 plus in sales each year and had nothing at the end to show for it. Um, and, you know, just going from three-story house to, you know, buying their dream home at, and then having to sell the dream home because they couldn't pay for the payments. Um, so... Um, yeah, that's kind of where I started. And, you know, for me, it's it's eye-opening to see people who come from all kind of backgrounds of, you know, money management skills and see just like one thing, one tip that can really kind of transform how their business, you know, survives or fails. Going through your book, you have so many different stories of entrepreneurs. And even though their businesses are different, their missions are different, I'm sure you've seen like patterns of mistakes and challenges that business owners face, some of them complicated, some of them completely avoidable, if you're aware. Are there any that jump out to you that you keep seeing and you're like, please don't do this. This is setting oh, yourself God. up for failure. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, there's probably three main things that I see that people consistently get wrong. And, you know, I opened my first, uh, first chapter of my book, on this is, you know, I see a lot of business owners just commingling their personal and business funds. You know, they, people start out and say, oh, well, I'm going to start out and I don't know if this business is going to succeed, so I'm just going to do everything for my personal checking account. Um, so I've seen a lot of problems with that where, you know, you're trying to pay your personal bills and your business bills from one account. Um, you can go into, you know, just potentially just having tax penalties from essentially thinking and telling your CPA that something was a business expense, but really it was, you know, you ran the business, you accidentally ran the business credit card to pay for things at Target for your family. Um, so I definitely see that as one like big mistake that people do and not just, just setting it up, setting separate accounts from the very, very beginning. I know it sounds obvious, but it's so easy to mess up with that. I know for me, mm -hmm. my business, you just have so much going on. Even when I look at the end of the week, it's hard for me to remember all the expenses, but having those separate accounts, at least I know, okay, that's for the business, that's for this. Yeah. I had one business owner who told me that she, literally her husband, December like 15th, would give her like a printout of all their credit card transactions for the entire year and say, <laughs> here, and hand her out, and hand her a highlighter and be like, can you start highlighting which ones are business transactions? I mean, like literally she said like the last two weeks of December, were just, you know, painful for her because she said literally she would have to just go line by line and just take a highlighter and tell her husband, like, which ones were business expenses. And, like, you could save yourself two weeks worth of work, like, just keep them separate. So, yeah. And this kind of ties in. You were talking about having an administrative day. 
I know it just keeps piling up. So yes, if you like block it on your calendar and you're just like, okay, no one can schedule meetings off the top of this. And you just, you know, you put it in your calendar just like you would for a podcast interview, right? Like you just mm-hmm. set that time aside and you're like, okay, no one, no one can reach me for this hour. I'm going to be working on my admin tasks. I actually share in my book, I had one, one of my clients who told me, you know, she said, oh, Sylvia, I've got it covered. I've got, you know, my personal business accounts. I'm checked, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I said, okay. And so we got to the part of coaching. I said, okay, walk me through, you know, how your paydays structure, like how much, you're, you know, how often are you paying yourself and how much? And she, and she told me, she said, well, my business is so cyclical. She said, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable setting up a consistent payday. She's like, you know, I just pay myself when there's enough money in the business. And I said, well, how, walk me through, like, how do you determine that? Like, how much is enough and how do you pay yourself? And she said, oh, well, you know, if I, if there's a business that's good that month, she's like, I will just, um, she was like, I'll just take my business credit card and really I just will go use my business credit card at Target and just pay for the expenses that way. I'm like, okay, that is not how you pay yourself. Um, so she was like, yeah, I just run everything through, right? And she said, well, it's the business paying myself. And the danger with that is, you know, certainly if, you know, like you said, if it's three weeks out and you mistakenly think, oh, well, those target items, that might have been the time that I picked up some, you know, some paper or some pens for the business. And when it, you know, at the end of the day, if you get audited and it really wasn't, it was, you know, diapers for the kids or something. If you get audited, you'll have to back those expenses out and there's tax penalties, interest penalties, and just, you know, you don't want to use that as the way to pay yourself. Are there any other challenges, but, uh, you know, lessons learned that you've seen with entrepreneurs that they make that you would love for them to avoid? Yes. Another one, you know, is just knowing when to outsource, right? Like it's the understanding your value of your hour so that you are outsourcing tasks that don't make sense for you to do so that you have time to, you know, focus on things for your business as well as having time set aside for your family, Uh, I, you know, number one thing I hear from small business owners is that they're stressed out and, you know, they're overworked, they're tired, they're working until midnight, 1 a.m. And all of a sudden this business that they love to do, that they were trying to do um, to, you know, have more flexibility and control over their time, all of a sudden the business is taking over their life and their um, and their families and their spouses are not happy. Um, So that's definitely one where I see that. You know, if you don't understand your, you know, worth per hour and understanding, okay, well, maybe it doesn't make sense for me to do this task that only, you know, that I could outsource for $10 an hour so that I could, you know, spend an hour on my business. And let's say you can make $100 an hour if you spent, you know, on business building activities. makes more sense for you to spend that hour there and outsource a $10 task so that you're spending time on the business and then you're able to, like, you know, close the business when, you, you know, at the end of the day so that you can spend time with your family. When people start a lot, of, a lot of times there's a passion behind their business and they want to control everything and make sure it's that quality that they're used to. But you have to kind of step back and realize that there are people who are experts and would bring up the quality of your work if you let them do it, or they will save you a ton of time. I'm discovering that with video editing. Yep, absolutely. And then making sure that you are clear of your expectations so that you're hiring the right person, mm-hmm. right? Like I... I share in my book, I have a business owner who hired an office manager and 
I think he found her through like personal connections, but didn't do a whole lot of background check on the person and ended up like this office manager ended up like embezzling funds from him. Mm. Yes. And so like IRS came knocking and saying, you know, Hey, you owe me $12,000. You know, you owe the government $12,000 in back taxes. And he's like, what do you mean? My office manager took, told me she took care of that and ended up she didn't. And she had, you know, embezzled funds and, so, yeah, so that was, you know, bad for the business because now mm-hmm. also the IRS said he owed $12,000 and bad for his personal life because he was, you know, spending a lot of time having to meet with the IRS, CPAs, lawyers to fix it. And he was also in this money, you know, this business that was bringing in, you know, and paying for the family's bills was at risk. Um, are there any, like, tools or resources you recommend besides your book, which is incredible, by the way? Thank you. Yes, I actually recommend a lot of books uh, or tools that can help you again going back to the whole outsourcing right mm-hmm. like I there's so for people who are meeting clients or meeting prospects and they're finding that they're having the email back and forth with you know what's a good day and time for you and just that whole email exchange can just suck up a lot of time mm-hmm. so I actually use a tool called Calendly um, that where you could set up you know parameters of okay I want to be able to meet prospects for 20 minutes at a time on you know, let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I'll give, you know, um, free consultations. You can set it up and then send people these links and say, hey, fi- you know, fi- here's one or two days and times that I have coming up. If that doesn't work for you, here, um, please click this link and, you know, you can schedule a time that works for you. Um, and then you can differentiate. So if you've got prospects that you're meeting with, but you've got, you know, clients that you're meeting with for an hour versus 20 minutes for a consultation, like you can set up different rules. So that way, you know, you're not having to do a whole email exchange and trying to, you know, compare calendars and, you know, all of a sudden your five emails back and forth and you've just wasted time. Whereas you can just go straight to a calendar link and that can schedule it for you. Definitely outsourcing is probably in, you know, just boundaries in general, right? Like mm-hmm. boundaries of here's here's the set times that I'm going to be working on my business and here's set times that I'm keeping sacred to spend time with, you know, my husband, with my kids and making sure that you Keep those separate as much as possible. Wonderful. And I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about challenges and difficulties that business owners have. Do you have a story of a win that you're proud of? Uh, Yes, I actually have a really good one. It's um, pretty recent. I had a coaching client who, you know, hired me after hearing me at a workshop and she didn't tell her husband that she hired me. Um, He wasn't involved with the business, but she had mentioned to him, how um, that I had helped her work out, you know, setting up separate accounts. And she was super excited and said, oh, well, I'm going to be able to start paying myself. And he, first he got really upset, one, that, you know, she hired me without, like, telling him. Uh, He thought it was a waste of money, basically. He was like, what's the financial coaching business? (laughs) Um, And then then he mistakenly didn't understand when she said, I'm going to be able to pay myself. She was actually saying paying themselves, like, into their joint checking account. And so then all of a sudden he was like, oh, well, now I understand. Okay, this is, you know, getting your business accounts, you know, in order is actually going to benefit us personally. Um, and third thing, you know, when she was able to set up all the separate accounts and was able to fund both their personal and business, you know, goals and having you know, a vacation fund set up and having an emergency fund set up, he started getting really excited. Like he started seeing, oh, well, you know, 
wow, I'm actually going to be able to see that we are going to be able to go on vacations or, oh, well, you know, your business really is going to start taking off. And, you know, eventually maybe I can leave the job that I don't like and help support you in your business, which is, I think, their their ultimate end goal is that he is, you know, that she's successful enough that she can bring him into the business and leave his corporate job. Special thanks to Sylvia for coming on the podcast. If you're a small business owner or thinking about becoming one, I highly recommend her book, Small Business Finance for Busy Entrepreneurs. You can read it in the weekend and still get a ton of information that can help you with your business. And if you need Sylvia to personally help get your business in a good spot with finances, please head over to SMI Financial Coaching. That's smifinancialcoaching.com. Don't worry, I'll have all the links to her book, business, LinkedIn profile, and more resources to help you launch your business successfully. And if you haven't already, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You'll get the latest stories and tips on building your wealth together sent to you. It's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and more. You can also grab the feed off our site so you can listen to the show from whatever podcast app you prefer. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. Finally, I want to say thank you. Couple Money Podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Your tweets, reviews, likes, and more are so encouraging. Thank you so much. If there's a topic or question you want covered on the show, just let me know. I hope you have a great week. Take care. Mm-hmm.